Hi, this is Aunt Mrs. Checkett at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing Plus and Minus Episode 11 of the Taiwanese BL Drama Series. You can watch this for free at Vicky Rukutan. You can also watch it on Gaga Ulala. They both have English subtitles. In this episode, opens up with Nikita and Fuli Gong walking back to their respective places, Nikita to the bar, Fuli Gong to his home. And as they're walking, Nikita says, you know what, now I'm not sure if you do not want to date me or if you're just not talking to me because you have trouble saying no to people. And then she looks at him and he's kind of just sitting there going like basically, I don't know what to do with this woman. Why is she trying to get me to date her right after I broke up with Xing Jin Chao? But anyway, she looks at him and goes, you know, maybe the other thing is, is that you're really scared of hurting another person like you just hurt someone else. And she says, well, you know, if you, if you feel love for someone, there's always hope. But now I don't really have that hope anymore. So I'm good and I don't have any regrets because I've told you how I feel and you obviously don't feel the same and that's good. And then she looks at Fuli Gong and says, you know, you're really lucky to have found someone that you like and you're really lucky that that person really likes you. So maybe you've come into something that you and he have hit a wall that you don't know how to get over. But if that is the case and it's a wall that you know is something that you do need to get over, then maybe you should deal with this together rather than trying to figure out how to cross that hurdle on your own by separating yourself from the other party. And that's how it kind of ends with Nikita and Fuli Gong. Nikita then goes back to the bar where Zheng Zhao is because he has drank way too much and Yuki is trying to get him to quit drinking and go home. And Nikita asks Yuki what happened. Yuki explains that Zing was there since they opened and he's still drinking now. And she says, you know what? Let me handle it. I've got this, Yuki. You go, you know, polish the glasses behind the bar. I don't know. So anyway, she starts talking to Jing. And Jing says, you know, we should drink together. You're falling in love. I've fallen out of love. You're now going to be my sister-in-law because Fuli Gong is my brother. And Nikita just looks at him <laughs> and she throws his drink in his face and says, you know, even though I'm not with Fuli Gong, we're not a couple. That's not the point. The point is you are being such a jerk and Fuli Gong deserves so much better than you. Take everything else aside. You are not worthy of Fuli Gong because you have no idea what he's thinking. You have no idea why he decided to break up with you. So before you start making rapid judgment calls on Fuli Gong or me, maybe a little time for introspection, Jing. <laughs> not exactly, but basically. So anyway, Jing gets up and leaves the bar. The next day, um, Fu... Li Gong and Jing are at work. Jing gives in his resignation to Uncle Wang and says, I'm going to leave. I'm 28. There's a lot of opportunities available for me that I could go work elsewhere, have 
interesting adventures. I'm going to take advantage of my age. And Uncle Wang looks at him and goes, this is about Fu and you and the fact that you guys have had an issue come up. And Fu has already talked to me about you guys' relationship, so I'm fully aware of what's going on. And he says, you know, I remember the first time I met your dad. I was holding Fu, your dad was holding you, and I've known you for many, many years, almost your whole life, and all of almost all of Fu's life. And to me, you're like one of my kids. So the thing is, is I don't care what decision you make regarding basically Fu and you, but I do want you to know that I fully support you no matter what happens. So make sure that you really want to do the decision that you're making. And I really think the one thing that I do really like about this movie, there are many things that I really like about this drama series, but the fact that Fu's dad is such a cool person. I mean, no offense. He's kind of like some of the BL moms. Like, for example, in I Do Be Loved in House, she leaves mom. She's awesome. I'm just saying, really, she really is. And in the same way, Uncle Wang, I'm like, he's a really cool dude. But anyway, um, Xing's dad, not so much so. But I do have to say he has good qualities. It's just he also has some bad qualities, which cause trouble. But anyway, so... Fu or Jing gives in his resignation as he's leaving the office. He man he crosses paths with Fu and says, "I'm going to go." And Fu's like, "I'm not sure if he means basically I'm leaving the office to go somewhere else for a case. I'm leaving permanently." And you can tell Fu's trying to process in his mind, and also he doesn't want to really talk to Jing about this in front of everyone else. And so he. That's how they end the scene. Also, at the same time, or not simultaneously, but close, Yuki has decided to put on a vintage clothes party at the bar the night before. And Mr. Lai comes down to the bar and he's like, this is all the clothes that Yuki cleared out. And Yuki comes to him and says, you know, I wanted to show off the clothes so that they have a new life because you save them and so they deserve to have another life that people would appreciate them and he's and mr Lai says you know thank you yuki for everything that you've done for me because you you basically i mean mr Lai it really helped him to come out of his shell to have yuki in his life and he also has the coffee possibility now of having a cafe. And he also has some better relationship with his daughter, Lai Lai, as, or Lele as well. So I think that in many ways, Yuki helped Mr. Lai become a better person than he was before. And in the same way, Mr. Lai kind of helps balance out the precocity of Yuki, if that makes sense. So anyway, as they're standing there looking at the clothes, Yuki says, would you give me another chance? And Mr. Lai kind of looks at him, and you can tell, I think, what's going through Mr. Lai's mind. I'm not sure, but he's like, I didn't know that you needed another chance. I thought, you know, we were still a couple, but okay. And Mr. Lai just kind of lifts his hands like, can I have a hug? And that's how 
they get back together. The next morning, Mr. Zai and Yuki wake up in the laundry mat, and um, Yuki says, you know, it's very cold right now, because in Taiwan, they do have winter, although it's not like winter in the States. I'm just saying, minus 21 degrees Celsius is no fun. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, Taiwan gets cold, but not that cold. So anyway, Yuki pulls the cover around Mr. Lai and he says, you, you need to stay warm. It's cold outside. And Mr. Lai says, maybe I should get up and get the space heater. And Yuki's like, you already have a space heater. I am here. I am a heater. And so they have that moment. And uh, Mr. Lai says, I need to get up and go to work. And Yuki's like, I don't think you need to go to work today. And um, I think he convinces Mr. Lai that he doesn't need to go to work white as early as normal that day. So anyway, they have their romantic moment. Now back to Jing and Fu Ligong. Jing goes to see his dad and tells his dad, I'm, I've gave Uncle Wang my notice. I'm going off on my own to gain experience because I'm still young, etc., etc." And Fu And Jing's dad goes, is this about me? Is this about Gong, why are you doing this now? And when did you decide that you were going to leave the law firm? And Jing says, well, I've thought about it for a few days, and this is what I'm doing. And his dad goes, you know, I thought Gong would talk to you about this, because Gong came to me after I found out you guys were together, but on his own, and I was going to think that he was going to tell me, you know, all the reasons that he thought you and he should be together. And I was going to tell him all the reasons I thought you shouldn't be together. But the first thing he said out of his mouth was he was breaking up with you because his name, because he said, Fuligong said, your name has the same characters protect and you want to protect everyone you care about, which is one of the reasons Fu thinks you decided to be with him when he told him, told you that he cared about you. And Fu wants you to have a good life. He wants you to be happy. And so in order for you to be happy, Fu thinks that it would be best for you to just be brothers instead of romantically involved. And that's why he broke up with you, because he wants you to be happy at all costs. Even if that costs him, that's what he wants. And Jing looks again and goes, if, I, if I'm not with Fu, if Fu's not in my life, how am I going to be happy? Because Fu's always been in my life, and now he's not, and this sucks brick. And his dad goes, you know, your family will support you no matter what you do. Yes, I have, you know, Fu's dad has major problems, of course, with Fu and Jing being together, just because he can't quite wrap his brain around that. But, you know, he says, no matter what, your sister and I, your family, will support you. If you decide to be with Fu, we'll support you. If you decide not to be with Fu, we'll support you. You have found happiness, so you should pursue happiness. If that's with Fu, then go be with Fu. If that's not with Fu, then for Pete's sake, do not be with Fu. So he says, you know, just do what you know you should do, basically. And I do have to say, you know, both Fu Ligong's dad and Jing's dad do want the best for their children. Now, 
I have to say I much prefer Fruity Gong's dad because Fruity Gong's dad is not biased or prejudiced or narrow-minded like Jing's dad. But even Jing's dad, even in his worst moments, which yes, he has some very bad moments in this drama series, he still cares a lot for his son. And at the end of the day, I think that the main concern for his dad is he wants his son to be happy. And he also wants his son to not have any extra trouble in his life, which he thinks that if Jing was with Fu, that he would have extra trouble in his life. And, you know, it kind of reminds me in many, many ways of the old film, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which I don't know if any of you have watched, but it's a great movie. It's got Sidney Poitier in it. Need I say more? But anyway, it's a movie written in the, or created in the 60s. And it also starred Catherine Hepburn. But in that movie, it was about Sidney Poitier's character was getting ready to marry, I can't remember the girl's name in the show. I'm sorry. But anyway, it was a, interracial marriage, which really didn't happen very much back in the 60s. In some states, it was still illegal at that point in time. And the whole point of the movie is a discussion on basically, is this marriage going to be a good thing for both parties or is this marriage going to be a bad thing for both parties? And also having both couples' parents meet and talk. It's a very interesting film, I think. Also, it's it's something that I would have my kids watch even now because I think that it brings up some very important topics. But the one point that has always stuck with me from that film since childhood, because I watched it when I was a kid, and I also watched it since then, but was there was a minister who was meeting with a couple. And he was talking to the girl's mom without them there. And the girl's mom was like, you know, I'm really worried because if my daughter marries this guy, they could have more trouble in their relationship. It could cause them to divorce because of what people think of them. And the minister kind of looks at his, her mom and says, you know, I really think that your daughter and your future son-in-law will be fine together. In fact, I think they might actually be better together than a couple who was not interracial. And he said, the reason being is your daughter and your son-in-law, our future son-in-law, already know how to deal with conflict. They already know how to deal with people who might look poorly at them just because of the variance in their skin tones. He said, they have already faced several battles and are still together. If they can do that now, then they will be better prepared to do that when they marry. In the same way, I think with Jing and Fu, you know, with couples who are same-sex couples, they face stigmatism still in our society, no matter where you are in the world. Because of that, it's not necessarily that they will do better in a relationship or a marriage than a heterosexual couple, but they also have a great understanding of what it's like to be ostracized by certain groups in our society. And so because of that, I think in many ways they are 
better equipped when something comes against them to fight it off stronger as a couple than some heterosexual couples who really don't face a lot of ostracism in our society. So anyway, actually, I was just reading a, was it a report on this, and it actually said that the divorce rate of heterosexual couples was in some cases much higher than homosexual couples. I was like, that's a very interesting thing. And maybe it's related to this fact that they already have combated a lot of issues, so they face them together more readily when something comes up than a heterosexual couple that doesn't have to deal with as many issues. So anyway, but Fu Gong and Jing Jinxiao, Fu Gong is called in by his dad at the same time that Jing is with his dad, who says, you know, do what makes you happy. We'll support you no matter what. And Jing is called in by his dad and he says, dad, you call me in. And his dad goes, Fu? Jing gave in his resignation. It's right here. And I want to talk to you. He said, firstly, he said, I want you to know that you need to get out of that head of yours. Because if you stay in that head of yours and don't think for yourself, you're going to have regrets. It's not because I think basically you should be with Jing or I think you shouldn't be with Jing. I think that you should think for yourself and decide what you want in life and then go after it. And he said, that's the thing that I want to talk to you about, basically, right now. And Fu Gong looks at the letter. He looks at his dad and he goes, mm-hmm. And then he just leaves. And Uncle Wang just whips up the resignation letter and goes, you know, the boys will be fine. The next thing Fu Gong is trying to call Jing. Jing is trying to call Fu Gong. They cannot get a hold of one another. And they end up both back at the baseball field. And that's how this episode ends. I would say I really do like this episode because it shows how the parents of both Fu Gong and Jing do in the end with Jing's dad and constantly with Fu Gong's dad want the best for their kids. And they also know that, you know, I think with Jing and Fu Gong, Fu Gong. I do not think we'd have been happy with anyone else but Jing because he knew Jing. He's loved him for years and years and years. And Jing, it kind of reminds me in many ways. I think it's interesting, as I mentioned in a previous episode of this uh, podcast regarding the series, that this series came out after Bad Buddy. Because even though Bad Buddy and Plus and Minus are not the same at all, they still have certain aspects that I think are interesting in their correlations. For example, we have another demisexual featured in Fu Gong's character in the same way that we have one in Pran's character in Bad Buddy, which demisexual characters really don't come up very often. But anyway, so we have that feature. We also have with Pat and with Jing, two people who they really didn't care about, like, I'm not trying to go out to Pat or Jing, but Pat didn't care about Pran until after that rooftop moment. And he's like, I am not letting go of my person after this. And with Jing, it's like he had to kind of process Fuli Gong liking him for a day and a half. And then he was like, I'm okay with that. I like Fu. We will be fine. So, you know, I think that the interesting thing is you have one 
party of the couple who's demisexual. You have the other party who isn't demisexual at all, but who once they settle on their person, it's like, this is my person. This will always be my person. Yes, I might not have thought of them in this way before, but boy, I think of them that way now and it's going to stay that way. And I think it's kind of interesting to see the in some way, the development of Jing's character and the constancy of Fu's character throughout the drama series. And even when Fu breaks up with Jing, it's not that he broke up with Jing because he didn't care about him. In some ways, I think that if he cared about him less, he would have stayed with him, not broken up with him, which sounds kind of weird, but it does make sense because he was worried that Jing was making the decision to be with him based on a feeling of requirement, like he was required to protect Fu, he was required to love Fu. What he didn't realize is Jing wasn't with Fu because he felt like Jing, or Jing felt like Fu needed to be with him. He was with Fu because he cared about him a lot. But I think this series is a very interesting series. Also, you can watch this series with any age group. Now, I will say there are a couple scenes in the, I think it's episode six, and also in episode um, 12, that you might want to skip with the kitties, but it's really just a short moment. And so I, I really didn't think it was that much at all. Also, I, I'm not really convinced this needed a PG-13 rating, but don't get me started on Vicky Rukatan and their rating systems. It's the same way I feel about a lot of the ones that they rate there. BL drama. But anyway, um, I would give this episode a 10 out of 10. It is a great episode. And we're getting ready for episode 12, which is awesome. And then we have episode 13, the extra, which I watched yesterday. And I was so happy. I was like, oh, this is a perfect end to this drama series. But anyway, check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Round Table, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F, S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.